With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm doing all right. <laughs> so we had the Tender Things in the studio today, and you're, I guess, one of the founding members of the Tender Things. Yeah, Tender Things, I mean, it is my project. Mm -hmm. um, it's been pretty much the same group of players for the couple of years that it's been going. So it's a band. It's a proper band. It's now a proper band. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought mean, the Tender Things sounded like such a sweet name for a group of cowboys yeah, from you know, Texas. You know, it's... I mean, I might be writing in a, in a sort of traditional idiom, um, but the lyrics that I write are a little more sort of obtuse. Um, I'm not able to write direct country music lyrics. I just, they don't come out of me. You know, the stuff that comes out of me is a little more sort of long-winded or abstract, for sure. How do you, know, you get could the, call it poetic, but I don't know about that. Well, how do you get the ideas for your judge. songs then? If it's not a storytelling, per se, well, what is it, it is um, storytelling mm -hmm. for sure, but it's abstracted, protracted. Um, you know, I look at songs more like postcards. You know, I'm not writing novels; I'm writing postcards. I'm just chipping off little pieces of impressions. You know, memories and impressions of modern moments, stuff like that, kind of mailing them home to a box, to a P.O. box, where I don't know if they ever get picked up or not, but the point is to write the card and send it off. So when you're writing, are you, uh, along the way, are you writing things in a journal that sort of hit you as just an idea? I try to write every day. Um, it's hard to do on the road, you know, when you're driving and dealing with trying to get checked out and find coffee and stuff like that. But at home, you know, I do... 10 minutes of free writing every morning, uh, you know, object writing, and then I keep a, keep a notebook in my pocket. I set it down for the taping. It's not in my pocket right now, but I've always got a notebook in my pocket. And I'm constantly scribbling stuff, sitting at traffic lights and whatnot. I feel like that's a pretty common story. I talk to all my writer friends, and everybody says their phone is full of notes. You know, ideas are funny. If you don't capture it the moment you have it, it's gone, and it's never coming back. That's true. And do you normally write the lyrics first, the music first, a combination thereof? Combination. Um, you know, every time a song is born, it happens a completely different way. And maybe there are people out there that have a formula for writing, um, but I certainly don't. You know, sometimes both come at the same time. Sometimes, sometimes it's music that follows you around for weeks until you sort of throw up your hands and say, all right, I'll write some lyrics for that, you know, or you have a great lyric idea and you just can't make it work musically and you carry that around forever until you figure it out or throw it away and forget it, try to forget about it and move on, you know, let other ideas take their place. And so some people know you from the Heartless Bastards. Yeah. You were in, in the Heartless Bastards for a number of years. Like a decade. A decade. Yeah. Erica and I, I've known each other for, Erica, the songwriter in Heartless Bastards, uh, have known each other for a long, long time. I helped her make her first demos before the band had even really formed. 
Um, and then for the first six or seven years that she was working, I wasn't in the group. I had another thing cooking in Cincinnati, um, and that kind of ran its course. And when it did, she called me up, and I came back. And, and then we spent about a good 10 years together on the road. And the band isn't really broken up. We're just busy doing other stuff. Other projects. Yeah, she's her solo career is pretty solid, and she's working it hard. Mm -hmm. and, and I started doing this, and, uh, you know, neither one of us are looking back. Neither one of us are saying that that chapter is ended. It's just sort of, you know, it's time for something new for both of us. So what would you say is, is different about the project you're doing with Tinder Things versus, say, Heartless Bastards? Musically, what's the, what's the difference? Um, well, the sound of this band is something I've been carrying around with me forever. I've been a country music person since I was, since forever, you know? I mean, the radio was always on in my dad's garage uh, my, when I was little. Are you from Austin? No, no, I was born in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, Boulder, Colorado, okay. Uh, lived in western Pennsylvania for a long time, went to school in upstate New York, lived in northern Kentucky for 15 years, and, you know, a decade down in Texas now. Um, so I've been around a bunch. Was it your parents that were into country music, or was that just you? They're, well, my folks are, are music listeners, but not particularly. You know, I'm the only person in my whole family that makes music at all. I don't know where I got it. Um, my grandfather, on my mother's side, played the ukulele, but that's about as close as it is. And like, I think he. When did that bug kind of hit you? Were you little? Um, yeah, my folks would take me to parties, um, the the summer solstice parties that their hippie friends threw. Uh, my favorite feature was the kitchen full of adults playing music. You know, and thought I want to do that. That's what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, you know, I remember being handed a harmonica. Um, way back, somebody just kept swapping out the right key every time a different song came along, and that was a thrill. You know, it's something I can just barely remember. Um, but yeah, those parties, you know, if I could just, if I could play music in a kitchen after supper for the rest of my life, and that's where I would prefer to make all of my music. You know, I'm happy to go out and play in clubs and play for audiences, and, and that's all a thrill, but really the end-all, be-all for me is sitting around the dinner table after supper. Picking. Yeah. Sitting in a circle and handing yeah. off the guitar to someone else and hey, letting them do a song. Hey, remember this song? Do you know yeah. that one? <laughs> you know, do you know the words to that? You know. Singing a few harmonies. And uh -huh. I think that's one of the most fun parts of music is just everywhere you go, you find somebody that you can connect with yeah. if you're a musician. Yeah, it's amazing. Sure. You can be in the room in a cocktail party and you find the other guy who's a musician. Mm -hmm. So well, My only rule is no phones. Oh, no phones. Yeah, everybody starts reaching for their phone like, oh, let's figure out, let's read the lyrics to that. And then the jam always like kind of degrades from there. People start reaching for stuff they haven't paid much attention to. You know, it's kind of a jam buster. It is a bit of a jam buster. I'm gonna have to remember that. Yeah. Maybe you just have a rule. No, no phones. phones. Right. It's a, it's, if you don't know Put that song when you came to the table, well, then you work on it on your own time. Figure it out. And next time we're together, you may know it. So you guys put out a self-titled EP, The Tender Things. It's full length, but not very long. 35 minutes, maybe. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, what was that experience like? You recorded it at... Uh, I recorded around town in Austin. I know so many people that have home studios and stuff. Uh, my buddy Aaron Blunt, who has had a band called Knife in the Water forever, which is a sort of 
Southern Gothic indie rock band. Um, he's a really brilliant lyricist. Um, he had built a home studio and much of it was recorded there. Uh, Dave Colvin from Heartless Bastards played drums on that record and uh, David Polkingham, who is Patty Griffin's guitar player now, uh, he played guitar. Elijah Ford played bass. He's the son of Mark Ford from uh, Black Crows. He's a great producer in his own right. He's been producing Red Shahan of late and a woman named Juanita Stein. His we know Juanita. Yeah. She was, she was, she's an, a Diddy alumni. Yeah. And so, uh, so Elijah um, has made some recordings for mm -hmm. her and they've been pretty successful. Um, what, was so, that, what was that experience like? And did you enjoy being in the studio? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a joy to be able to get to, like, create stuff with your friends, you know? Well, I should say, every person that's in the band is an amazing musician. It's one of the great things about living in Texas. You know, it's not just an Austin thing. It's all of, all of Central Texas. There are just so many great players all throughout the Hill Country and on uh, the Blackland Prairie and stuff. There's just such a culture of people playing music. There's all the dance halls that still exist and there are multiple bars in every town and so many people just include themselves in music as a way of life, you know? And then you go to Nashville and nobody plays music. Like the business yeah. might be there, but it's all my friends that music. move to Nashville yeah. sit around and they can't, they can't gig. You know, and the Texans turn around and come right back home. We actually have had a number of folks from Texas. We love Texas musicians, but we've heard a similar story from a number of, of bands, artists, mm -hmm. that they could just stay in Texas and gig around Texas and make a whole living just in Texas. Yeah. They, didn't, they don't really need to go anywhere else. Well, the red dirt country scene is, is a really amazing thing, you know? It doesn't really exist. You know, it's a circuit of clubs and musicians and fans that exist in Texas and southern Oklahoma um, that just doesn't need the rest of the country. You know, it's a world within a world and it's massive. What would you say um, some, some people can expect from your album? What are some of the themes? What are some of the songs about that um, you can kind of describe for? Um, you know, as an art school kid, I'm, you know, always uh, a little always in a little bit of an existential crisis. Art, art school kid? Yeah, so, you know, I was well, a painting major in, oh, in okay. college. Uh, do you do any of the artwork for your covers? No, uh, I like to farm that out to friends. I have so many creative friends, it's, you know, it's a thrill to be able to work with other people. And I mean, that's the greatest feature of making music as an art form is it's inclusive of other people. You know, I was never really all that turned on by painting because it was so solitary. You know, and it's interesting though that you went to art school. So you had made a decision early on that that you were pursuing something creative. I went to art school to find people to play music with. You know, I wasn't a good enough musician to go to a music school, but I wanted to play music and I wanted to find interesting people. So I went to art school. When did you flip the switch? When did you say, "I can be a professional musician"? That's what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think a switch ever flipped. It just sort of, you know, you put one foot in front of the other and then one day you look back and you realize you're a million miles from shore, mm -hmm. you know, and it's fine, you know. If you're, I mean, I don't know if anybody's born to do anything, but uh, 
you know, you just sort of get in a pattern of doing what you, if you're lucky enough to be able to do what you love to do every day, um, that in and of itself is just the most amazing triumph. Well, that is a triumph. Most people don't do what they want to do every day. I'm so (laughs) grateful that I get to do what I do. Regardless of, you know, I mean, I hope people like it. (laughs) I hope people like it. And I'm really flattered when people do. Uh, But I am really lucky. And I'm, I'm forever grateful. So I was reading a little bit about you guys and um, all the folks that you surround yourself with, like the artist that did the cover mm-hmm. for the album. Tom Gene Webb is yeah. that guy's name. He's an English musician, lives in, or an English artist, uh, lives in London now. And uh, he's a great guy. He's going to do the cover work for, uh, for the second record, too, which is recorded. And in the can, I've been shopping it around, looking for a label to put it out. But... Uh, None of the bites have been quite right. I think I'm just going to release it myself, which is a common story nowadays. Well, it's a common story, but it's also empowering yeah. for musicians to be able to do that these days. Uh, the independent artists, there's never been a better um, arena given yeah. the web that you can actually do that. Um, artists can choose to be on a label or not be on a label or to self-produce or whatever they want to do, but they can do that effectively these days. Yep. Yeah, the internet's a pretty amazing tool. You know, it comes with its own demons, of course, but so does everything. So it's fine. You know, push forward. Well, it was a pleasure having you guys in the studio today. Um, we wish you the best of luck. Thank and you. It was a thrill. Can't I wait to have you back. Like and uh, once a Diddy artist, always a Diddy artist. So That's please great. keep in touch. Yeah, no worries. Memphis is marvelous. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.